Everyone, it's May 7th, 2020, Brad Black, along with Jane Jones, and this is the Minor Leaguers Podcast. Today we will be chatting about some recent developments with hockey players in a week group shot. The Florida governor allowing wrestling fans for WWE and AEW back into live events and how this could look for the future of sports. And with the 2K League starting just the other day, it has inspired me to uh, create my own very in-depth GM mode. And Jane Jones is very ready to make fun of me for it. But first, to start off, we're going to be talking about the NHL, specifically Brendan Lipsick, Jack Rodewald, and others in the hockey world. Uh, they're in a lot of heat right now because of a private group chat that was released of the players using what has been described as uh, Mississauga. I always script this word, but Mississauga. Oh my God, Mississauga. Just terrible things. Uh, about uh, about females and uh, making fun of teammates. Now, um, at the time of this recording, the NHL has come out and said it does not support the views of these players and is currently looking into the investigation. The only punishment that I've heard about is uh, Brendan Lipsick's younger brother, Jeremy, who plays for the University of Manitoba men's hockey team, has been released and suspended by the school. Uh, Jaden, what's your thoughts on this? Um, both both players and, and all the players involved in this have have obviously um, been put on blast by everyone on Twitter, social media, and the the NHL and, and the teams that were involved in this. So it's it's honestly disgusting. I went through I think 50, 50 screenshots of the the comments that they were making in, in their group chat, the ones that got leaked, and I, I was I was shocked. But um, it's it's just awful what. Um, they had to say about um, the, the females that were involved and especially for, for Brennan Lepsick, who, who is uh, like, I'd say like a, a B or C plus uh, player in the NHL, a well-known player for him to, for him to say these kinds of things and, and everyone else kind of, and all the other guys that were, were saying the, um, the rude comments. It's just, it's just really bad look for the, for the NHL and, and all the players that were involved and, there's still lots of stuff coming out. I've I've heard of. I just saw a tweet actually a couple minutes ago of this um, girl posting on her Instagram story that um, that Brendan Lepsick's friend had um, molested her. Um, I, I believe a couple months ago. So Brendan Lepsick uh, knew of this, and he just he just not a good not a good guy whatsoever. Uh, it's a horrible look, and I didn't actually see that tweet, so I'm sure that's going to open up a whole bunch of uh, new doors. And I'm sure, uh, since this is very recent, we're going to hear new stories coming out. And, you know, the NHL had some bad uh, well, some bad imagery a little bit earlier in the season, too, with Don Cherry and some of his comments. And they had to do a little bit of PR work to get back to kind of reestablishing themselves, saying, hey, like, Everyone's welcome to the game, but obviously with this, it has changed things uh, quite a bit. And, you know, the one thing that it reminded me of, too, is that, you know, I remember back to when we were in radio, and, you know, the first thing that they said is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you guys are starting out in your career, but if you're going to be in the public eye, you have to be careful about what you say, even if you think it's private, because, you know, anything can be used against you, and, like, people will always look for dirt if it can give them the upper hand. And it's just, I, I just, it makes me question about, you know, what these guys were thinking. 
I know it was a private group chat, and I've also seen the viewpoints where it's like, well, you know, if it's a private chat that where the one friend's account was hacked, doesn't that give them some leeway? Like, does the league or the teams need to enforce the punishment? Do you think there will be a punishment for some of these players? There should be. It's it's a private chat until it's it's not private and the, the messages were leaked. Now, we would have never known about this if they weren't leaked. So now that the conversation was made public and everyone can now form an opinion on it, I know what my opinion is on it, um, but now that everyone can kind of form an opinion on it and now that they're made uh, available to the public, I mean, they, they should be punished. The things that they're saying were just completely awful and they were calling out different guys in the league's wives and and that's like, I wouldn't be surprised that if um, Brendan Lipsick is ever allowed to play in the NHL again, that he's going to have a bounty on his head. Like he was messing with some pretty well-known guys too, like Jake Vertanen, uh, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, uh, Tanner Pearson. Like all these guys have, um, were called out by him and his friends. And I, he's, it's going to be tough for him to return to the ice because there's going to be some, uh, some consequences and, and punishments and, um, I, I just want to say one more thing on the topic is that all of this just proves that the NHL is still an old boys club. There's still these um, these monsters that are playing the NHL that um, just have no regard for, for human life whatsoever. I, I'd say the big thing, too, is that, you know, uh, and this was another question brought up, but because uh, if you look at someone like Lipsick or you look at someone like Roadwall who is in the NHL, you know, these guys, they're, you know, Lipsick's a third liner. He's not really, he's not made a huge impact on a team. He's just, he's a depth guy. But do you think the league would be reacting differently if this was maybe a bigger star? Yeah, yeah, of course, because bigger stars will have more endorsements and they'll, they'll have sponsorships and, and all this kind of stuff. They'll have more attached to their name. Um, so I think it'd be a bigger story, but. Still, he's like I said before. He's still like a, a well-known figure in the in the NHL. Like people know know his name from his times in different cities. So it's still a big deal, and and it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly by by the league or or anyone that's seen those chats. It's it's just disgusting. Yeah, and I I honestly say I can agree that the NHL and even uh, the Washington Capitals they're going to be looking into punishment. I know they said they're currently investigating, and they'll. Uh, once they kind of have a ruling or once they feel like they've completed the investigation, they'll, they'll let people know what's going on. And I think, too, and just to finish this off, uh, I think it says a lot that you look at a guy like Lipsick, and in the last five years, he's been on five different teams. I think that says quite a bit about the personality of, you know, every year there's a new home for him. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, there will be some punishment laid out, but uh, definitely, like, in a league that is trying to become more inclusive, trying to get away with some of the things that have happened recently. Uh, this is a very terrible look. Um, moving on now to a little bit uh, lighter news. Um, Florida is allowing fans to attend WWE and AEW live events, uh, which is the World Wrestling Entertainment and All Elite Wrestling. Um, as long as the promotions can properly show social distancing, this does give us a glimpse of how fans can return to live sports as uh, – they basically have said as long as you can have fans that are six feet apart, they can attend. But it's raised a lot of other questions too. For example, in the NBA, MLB does return. What happens if there are people in the same homes? You have kids with you. Like, how does this work out? Um, I know you're not a big wrestling fan, Jaden, but uh, 
you know, do you think this can, can look at how sports can return with fans in the future? I, I Like I said on, on previous podcasts, I don't think that fans should be returning at all until at least 2021 or, or sports in general shouldn't be returning until 2021. It's this, The coronavirus is still live and well. Yes, it has decreased in some states and some provinces over the past couple of weeks, but to have fans at live events uh, coming up and, and having the WWE come out and say, yeah, we're going to allow fans at these events um, in Florida and and just for for them to still be six feet apart. I mean, uh, when the fans go to the washroom, are they going to be standing six feet apart? Like or when they stand in line at for concession stands, will they be six feet apart? I mean, there's still so many questions, and this is just uh, the wrong move, in my opinion, by uh, the WWE and the AEW um, to have fans at live events this early when we still don't even ha- we're not even close to a vaccine. Um, or or a cure for COVID-19? I do know that um, both of the companies are looking at the possibility of having uh, fans return. Um, As far as I know with AEW, which is uh, what I watch, um, they only have essential personnel there, although someone brought their kids and that looked pretty bad. Um, But the one thing that I I saw that brought up is that, you know, if you were to go online, you buy tickets, uh, and on wherever you have your tickets will actually gray out uh, seats are within six feet of where you purchased your tickets. So that way, if you're in the same house, uh, you could sit together, no problem, but then it would give you six feet apart other ways. Do you think that possibly could be a way of doing it? No, I, I still, I'm, I'm still a bit leery on the fact that they're, they're allowing fans into these um, events at all. I mean, I know some people um, already think that, oh, just because, the authorities have lightened the restrictions in, in some areas that it's totally gone. Well, it's it's not. It's They're just light, lightening the restrictions, so you do have a bit more freedom. But, like, you can't – you're going to have all these people into one um, arena. And I'm sure the companies are, are greedy and they just want the money and everything like that, but this is not how to go about it. In, in the public eye, in, in, in Canadians' eyes like us, this is this is just silly. I mean, it's way too soon to to have people back into the arenas watching sports. Sports is not the world's number one issue right now. It's trying to flatten the curve and, and get rid of COVID nineteen. I have to completely agree with you uh, there because even with the NHL now uh, wanting to pick like these single arenas to play in, even with the NBA asking you know John Tory and uh, about the possibility of the Raptors returning to the practice facilities, even them being like. Like, listen, you know, as much as we would love to have everything kind of return to normal and have a little bit of normalcy, you know, it's uh, we're so far away from it. And it's it's challenging because you don't want to put other people at risk because you want to rush into things. So I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how all that plays out. Um, clearly, we're not anywhere close to, to being able to even have, like, these sold-out 18,000 people arenas full of fans. Uh, I don't even know what the NFL is planning to do because they've talked about having fans go to games, or at least that's still how they're they're planning to do it. I know they've talked about doing refunds for tickets, and if it goes that way, they will. But uh, I really I don't see how any leagues, even if it is sports entertainment, can look at bringing fans back. It's just you know keep with the empty arenas until you know that you can bring people back and that it's safe to do so. 
Um, so uh, I'll ask you this too. The 2K League has returned a couple of days ago, um, the NBA 2K League. It's inspired me to create an in-depth GM mode on uh, my 2K. And when I kind of showed you my roster and the team, you, uh, well, you have some thoughts on everything. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that's a bit rough. Your your uh, your 2K mode. You're, you said your your starting five right now is Reggie Jackson, Karis Lever, Otto Porter, Paul Mill- Millsap, and Chris Boucher. Um, I I gotta say you, you don't have any scoring. Like <laughs> I'm I'm looking at that. Like you you don't no one no one can go out there and score for you. Now now defensively, yeah, you you have a good team, I'd say, but um. Offensively, I mean, uh, who is gonna who's gonna score for you? <laughs> like, uh, you you don't have any superstars on your team or or a star um, for that fact. I mean, Karis Levert maybe would be be your go to person, but other than that, I mean, I I, I don't see uh, you, you have no hope of making the playoffs. Uh yeah, I mean, okay, so in my defense, Chris Boucher. Uh... He's only going in because of Serge Ibaka that's out day to day with the sore foot. So, I mean, defensively, I feel like we're pretty solid, but there is no one that's really stepped up. Um, I think the best player in my team right now is Reggie Jackson. He's averaging 13.3 points per game. Um, but other than that, like, I had to actually, it's weird, but uh, Otto Porter for me has really stepped up whenever uh, he's averaging 11.1 points per game. He's averaging 3.7 assists, which is uh, is leading the team. And where's his rebounds? Uh, he's averaging four rebounds per game. So <laughs> he stepped up, but yeah, there's not a lot there. And uh, I mean, it is an expansion franchise, just to clear it up, uh, the Montreal Monarchs. But uh, we're currently sitting in 10th, we're 9 and 9. And yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of rough. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, good for you. Nine and nine, uh, five hundred record. Uh, you you got to make some trades though. I, that's all I gotta say. You gotta you gotta trade some players and get someone that can actually go out there and get you bucket sets, not named Reggie Jackson. Uh, to be fair with you, I actually had to make some trades because during the original draft, um, I was trying to go purposely after Canadians to uh to to bring to Montreal because I'm like, well, if you're ever gonna put a franchise in Montreal, you need a few. Canadian guys on there, so I ended up picking up the limits from the Heat, and I had to trade him right away because it just was not working out. Because uh, like I came in <laughs> off the bench and he wasn't doing much, so that's actually how I got uh, Boucher, and I also picked up uh, Joe Harris, who uh, isn't doing too bad. And oh, okay. uh, he's the eighth or ninth guy. So I have a few guys that have uh, can step up. There's a little bit of scoring, but not much. But I'm I'm hoping things will will improve probably by year two or three. I might I might throw a Joe Harrison to the starting lineup if I were you. I have him right now as uh, my seventh or eighth guy just because of you know the way things are looking. But I, I was debating about that. There's someone that can really who's, hit the three ball. Who's your Who's your six and seven? Uh, so my six is Malik Beasley, and okay. Uh, as of right now, it's uh, Firkin Korkmaz, who is uh, who's my seventh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely move Joe Harris up there, at least to – I'll move him to at least seven, maybe even six. 
just uh, yeah, give me uh, better options than. Because right now I've uh, I feel like I have a lot of big men, but like uh, yeah, Sorin's been challenging to come by. Um, but oh wait, I, I um did you also hear that uh um um the PJ Tour is bringing uh, getting a new two K game. I did see that, 2K21. I'm kind of excited. It's been a while since I've actually bought a golfing game. I think the last one I bought was uh, Tiger Woods, uh, 2003. So, yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, um, I, I mean, I'm probably not the best one to answer this, but can you remember back to when uh, the BGA has had any good golfing games? That would probably be the best one. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of lists lately that – um, kind of rank the best video games of all time just because we're all bored and quarantine kind of thing. And so people are making these lists of all oh, best best video games of all time. And uh, Tiger Woods 2003 or 2004 was, was one of the top ones. I wonder, uh, you know, who we should ask is we have a buddy, Tyson Naylor, who uh, is pretty big on, uh, not big on golf, but he definitely knows his, uh, his video games about it. Um, so I think we should uh, we should probably ask him about. That. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get him on the podcast. Have you uh, have you also had a chance to? Because this was inspired by the NBA Two K League. Uh, are you planning to watch any games this year? Uh, any Two K games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think I'll be I'll definitely tune into to some of them. I liked their their tournament that they had uh, about three or four weeks ago that they had running with all the players. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be down to, to tune into to a game or two. I, I like watching uh, the 2K, and, and I love um, hearing the players when they're when they're live streaming themselves and their reactions to different things. And it's, it's fun to watch it, in my opinion. All right. And uh, that actually pretty much does it uh, for the show today. So thank you again for tuning in. And, again, if you – to all the essential workers out there, healthcare – uh, thank you very much for doing what you do. We are still very much in the middle of uh, this COVID-19. And again, thank you for just putting yourselves out there on the front lines and trying to help everything. Uh, without you guys, we, we wouldn't be able to uh, kind of keep living, feeling safe, kind of feeling like there's a little bit of normalcy. And uh, we also have our question of the day, and that is based off of Florida allowing some promotions to uh, allow fans to come to attend events. Where do you see fans fitting in in the future of sports? How do you think that once fans are allowed to attend everywhere, how that will look? Um, Jaden, I know you said personally you want to wait until 2021. My viewpoint is that as long as there's no, there's no vaccine or there's no cure, then, you know, it's, there's no point in risking uh, someone's help for that, but what about you? Do you think what does the world of sports look like for fans when they're finally able to start attending? Uh, thank you very much. And Jane, do you want to plug your socials quickly? Yep, follow me on Twitter at Jaden G Jones, um, and on Instagram you can catch me at underscore Jaden G Jones. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at the Brett Block. Thanks, and we'll talk to you. Soon. Thank you.